Michael. I'm Gerilyn St. Joseph. And today at Coffee and Conversation, we're going to be discussing self-sabotage, what it is and how do we confront our own methods of self-sabotage? How do we figure out what that is? What are we doing that is stopping us from achieving everything that we want to achieve or at least doing the best that we possibly can? So the first one that is pretty obvious to most of us um, that you'll see is procrastination, when you procrastinate doing something. But the question is, why are you procrastinating? Not necessarily how are you procrastinating, but why are you doing that? You need to uncover the why, and when you do that, then you will be able to do something about it, to suss it out and do something about it. Are you procrastinating? And we'll make up all kinds of excuses. We'll say, well, we're tired, or we don't have all the education, or I'm not fully certified, or I need this, 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 and this before I can do this. When a lot of times, if we look at it objectively, that's not really true. It's, you know, fight for your limitations and they shall be yours. If you're gonna argue and make excuses for yourself, and say, well, these are the reasons why I can't do it. That is a form of self-sabotage in itself because instead of trying to figure out ways to achieve your goals, what you're doing is figuring out ways not to achieve them. We do that oftentimes because we always need to be reaching for something. We always need a goal. We always need some place to be. We always need some place to go. And once we reach it, once we get there, then oftentimes like, what do we do now? Now you have to have a harder goal or a bigger thing or something else. We're not very good at being in the now and appreciating what we have while we are also trying to do our best to do other things, reach other goals. But you don't have to constantly be on the road to do that. There's also a fear, so that's, that's a fear of success. Then there's the fear of failure, which is almost as big as the fear of success, but not quite. When we're afraid of failure, what often happens is that when we say we're gonna do something, it's always out there. It's always in potential. It can happen. If I, if I start, I'm gonna get there, I'm gonna do this. But if you never start, then you can never fail because you've never done it. So the potential is always there. All these are fears and these fears rise up so that we can look at them and figure out, okay, how do we work around this? Or why is this here? We look at these fears and we have to consider is there another direction I can take? Where is this fear coming from? Am I afraid because of that little voice in the back of my head who's telling me I'm not deserving? Part of self-sabotage also is when we, we are used to and comfortable with being mediocre. We're used to and comfortable with being right where we are. So to, to lift ourselves up and to go further Fear comes up because it's the unknown. It also comes up because maybe our peer group will no longer be our peer group because now we've achieved something that maybe they don't have and we're afraid that we're gonna lose that foundation and that tribe. 
but we what we don't understand is that as we move up we everyone kind of gets pulled up with us so as we break those barriers the people around us will be more well they're going to react one of two ways either they're going to be like oh you're different and i don't like what's happened since you became successful blah 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 that's somebody who you need to set aside because they're not there for your greater good anyway or they're going to be like hey if you can do it i can do it how did you do that show me or they're going to take you you're leading by example so moving through self-sabotage in that way is very helpful how do we know we're doing this to ourselves if it's not real obvious like procrastination and it's not real obvious like we set up all these things in between us and where we can actually begin working on the things we need to work on well you need to ask yourself are your goals in alignment with what you're doing so things like self-medicating whether that be drugs alcohol people some people do it through exercise some people do it uh, through eating overeating so self-medicating are you doing that is that stopping you from achieving and from moving forward and if you're self-medicating why are you doing so what is the pain that you're trying to avoid what are you trying not to see or not to feel is even more prevalent because unless you allow yourself to feel and to acknowledge what's inside of you and what's happening around you and what's happened to you it's very difficult then to move forward because it's like you're trying to move forward even though your feet are stuck in cinder blocks and it's heavy and you're in mud and you're at Paris studies parking lot and you just sunk all the way down and you can't get out so you need to alleviate those things does that mean that you wouldn't be able to start tomorrow taking steps towards your goal no it doesn't what it means is as you move towards your goal you need to be very aware of how you're feeling where is the resistance where are you feeling it and confronting it acknowledging it allowing it to talk to you and and tell you and show you these are the places where things are unstable and where things need to be worked on or looked at where your foundation is unsteady so when we're talking about self-sabotage the direction we want to go in and the direction we are going in presently are two different directions and we need to acknowledge that so if you want you want to own a house someday so one of the things that is necessary for that is saving money having good credit but you're a shopaholic and you decide that every time you feel a little bit bad or it's overcast out you need to shop whether that's on amazon or you're going out to the stores but you're spending money that you don't have using your credit that you can't really pay back very well and then when it comes time to buy a house you don't have any savings and your credit's bad so that stops you from achieving that goal now 
what was it that did that? Are you really afraid to own property? Are you afraid to be that responsible? Um, to have all that paperwork there and have that huge debt so that you make smaller debts? What is the purpose of that? Why are you doing that to yourself? Why are you resisting what you need to do? Because you could see the steps that you need to do, you know full well, and yet you're choosing not to do it. And oftentimes we'll blame everything outside ourselves. The interest rates are too high. I'm not making enough money. Well, so-and-so got to go on that vacation and I work just as hard as they do. So I should be able to go on that vacation and so on and so forth. Excuses are the nails that build houses of failure. Self-sabotage self often starts with an excuse. When you get asked why, why haven't you achieved that? Why aren't you wealthy? Why aren't you as successful as, as you should be? First off, there's no such thing as should. That is a word you need to take out of your vocabulary. You have what is, what was, and what will be. Should is a fantasy. And it generally only holds you back. So that's something that you don't want to have in your vocabulary because it's talking about something that is not reality. You want to stay in reality so that you know exactly where your feet are planted, exactly where you're starting from because you can only start from here. You can only start from now. Another form of self-sabotage is constantly like reaching for something but never really getting out of your own way so you can get there. So it's, it's like you're looking over at things, like you're saying, say you're in college and you're, you've got a debt of $100,000 coming out of college. And first thing I'm gonna do is buy a house. Well, unless somebody's co-signing for you or you're buying your grandfather's house, he's selling it to you for a dollar, that is not something reasonable at that time. It's something you can place ahead, like out at a distance and say, okay, I'm gonna to work towards it and this is how I'm gonna do it. But setting yourself up for things that are not realistic. And when I say not realistic, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't shoot for the stars for some things. You can shoot for the stars, you can get there, but knowing that you're gonna to have to work for it, you need to work towards it. You need to allow yourself that upward momentum. And that's something that many of us forget. So when you're constantly looking at what's over there and pushing and pushing and pushing, instead of seeing where you're at, where, where are you starting from? That's a form of self-sabotage also because you're always, as I said earlier, it's always in potential. It's always out there. It's always just past where you need to be. So part of what you need to do is start with realistic goals. And in order to reach a goal that is a distance away, you need to set yourself up with daily goals, weekly, monthly, things that are achievable so that you get that confidence that comes from achieving things. For instance, if you're in college or taking a course, you get all your homework done. That's a goal. You get that done and you do well, you know. Then your next goal is you're gonna pass that next test. And then maybe you got a 70 on that test. And the next test, 
you want to do better. So then you get an 80 or an 85 on the next test. So you know that you have to study differently, but it's building on top of itself. When we self-sabotage, instead of building so that we're stepping up on it, we're building and it's on top of us holding us down. It holds us back. We pull ourselves back. We pull ourselves back by focusing on the wrong things. We focus on what we don't want instead of what we do want or what we don't need versus what we do need. You don't need the latest phone. That's $1,200 now. You don't need that. That's not a need. You can get another phone that's a lot less expensive that does a lot of the same things but without all the bells and whistles that you don't really need. You don't need that status symbol. When we are trying to achieve greatness or trying to become who we're meant to be, like achieve our destiny or however you want to put it, we need to put aside other people's expectations of us. It's not about becoming a doctor because your mother wanted you to become a doctor. It's not about becoming a baker because your father wanted you to be a baker. It's about finding something that is inspiring to you to become. And even if that's not your day job, if your day job has to be something that's a little less inspiring for you, having it on the side or doing something else that really inspires you, that helps to hold you up, because revving up your revving up your frequency is what will pull you forward and will draw to you people of like mind. So you don't want naysayers around you all the time. You don't want people who are constantly telling you like, oh, that's horrible. Oh, that happened to you. Let me tell you what happened to me. It was so bad. And, and that's all the kind of stories that you share. Then that's the, the vibration you're living in. That's where you're going to stay. Whereas if you're listening to and surrounding yourself with as much as possible, people who are very positive, who are inspiring, who have achieved things that other people may have thought was unattainable, then you're going to push forward. You're going to push past that because your vibration just from being around people like that heightens. It comes up a little bit. And then, yes, you have to work at it to stay there. But it's a lot easier to get there and to stay there when you're not surrounded by negativity and you're not feeding negativity. So even if you're around some, like if you have a job where you're constantly around people, like customer service, where people are constantly complaining, in order to keep your vibration up, the goal should be that maybe out of the 10 people you talk to that day, you get at least two people to walk to walk away happy. So as we move forward and as we look at things and recognize that we create what's around us and that it's more about our attitudes, our attitudes create our altitudes than it is about anything really going on around us, we will recognize when we begin to self-sabotage because it's going to feel bad. It's not going to feel right. So as we move forward and we, we look at these things, we need to recognize that part of the problem may be 
where we are comfortable because we are not as a species we're really not built to be happy all the time that's really not part of it it's about survival and it's about comfort so if you're used to feeling depressed you're used to feeling down you're used to telling yourself these negative things it's not something that you're going to just break out of it's something that you have to continually confront and move past how do you do that well you see where you're doing things you really need to listen to the voices in your head because 90 percent of all the clatter and chatter that's going on in your head is not you it's old memories it's things from the past it might be stuff that you heard on the radio you could be picking up something from someone else you need to quiet that not by focusing on it in any way but just notice it and let it go notice it and let it go and if it continues to bug you you say no this is the way it is and you want your voice in your head and your spirit's voice to be louder than anything else that's coming in so your guides and your higher self are not there to make you feel small they are there to help you raise yourself up they are there to help you to become more and do more they are there to guide you through the channels like you're going through the rapids and your spiritual self your higher self your spirit guide your guardian angel whatever name you want to give it is there they're like your your rudder in the raft helping you to go through the rapids and stay upright it doesn't mean that there's not going to be anything that's difficult it doesn't mean that everything is going to be easy all the time it doesn't mean that everything is rainbows and unicorns what it means is that even when things are difficult you stay above the fray and even if you fall into the water a little bit you get a little bit wet and it's cold and you're uncomfortable you're not done it means that you continue to move forward so what are other ways that we self-sabotage that are even more subtle than that one thing that happens is that we tend to um, have a lot of clutter around us when we where there is clutter there is not clarity so when we i should show you my desk right now is a mess i really need to clean it up Mine but too yeah it's like that's it that's definitely a thing so you have to be careful of clutter and the more clutter that is around you the less clarity that you have in feng shui clutter like creates dirt devils so to speak it it is a place where negativity can be fostered and grow so we want to make sure that our spaces are neat and organized so that when we need something we can find it we can see it we want the energy to flow around us as opposed to, to get stuck in all these places now that's not to say like there aren't going to be days or times where there's clutter around but the thing is to always bring yourself back to that organization because the clutter creates chaos energetically and that chaos gets to us it gets into our minds 
and the way we see things and it stops us from seeing things very clearly. So it's something we just need to really be aware of and watch out for. Other forms of self-sabotage that are very subtle are things like, well, we said procrastination at first, talked about clutter. We're also, we self-sabotage also when we don't, don't move in the direction that we know we need to move into. Like we convince ourselves like it's gonna to be too hard or it's too much or I'm too tired. You need to tell yourself the opposite of that. But oftentimes we're like, I'll do it tomorrow. We can start tomorrow. And when we continue to do that, it's a type of procrastination. And that's when we end up not really fulfilling our goals. We need to recognize when we're doing that so that we can push through it and move forward. Now, there's a difference between resistance and procrastination. What is the difference? The energy is the difference. So procrastination is like, you know it needs to be done, but you kind of pull yourself away from it. It's not a, an energetic coming off of what we need to do. It's an energetic coming from us pushing off what we need to do. Resistance is different. Resistance is when energies hit each other and they don't quite mesh. So when we find resistance to things, we need to look at that and figure out why are we resisting this? Where is this coming from? Is it PTSD from something? Is it reminding us of something in the past? Is it because our solar plexus, our in, in, intuition, is telling us that there's something there to be afraid of or to be aware of. When we feel resistance, it's a, it's a whole body pushing. Like you can, you can feel it. Your body tightens up when you go to do something. So we look forward and we figure out why are we resisting this? Where is resistance coming from? We need to be aware of our bodies and really feel. And if you feel the resistance is in your solar plexus right here, if they get really tight and you feel like you're getting pulled backwards, that's a danger signal. Resistance needs to be acknowledged and it needs to be examined. If we feel it more like in our throats and upper chest, that's more emotion or like a be quiet kind of a thing like our, our our resistance is because of that's more like fear or you need to be quiet. You need to ascertain the what's happening before you make any steps into it. That's different than just procrastination, which is like, I just don't really feel like doing that or I'll, I'll do it tomorrow or, or that's not due for two weeks. So I'm going to put it off and put it off until I'm under pressure. I, I work best under pressure. That's one of the, the big tip-offs that you're self-sabotaging is by not doing what you know you need to do when you need to do it and putting yourself, creating that stress and that anxiety along with a task instead of simply taking care of the task when you can or as soon as you can. So all these pieces of self-sabotage create... a lot of disharmony in our lives. 
when there's self-sabotage, there's always a sense like that you could do better. It creates a kind of sadness in us. Um, I related a lot to, I see a lot of people who suffer from depression or suffer from anxiety because they are not in alignment. So their, their lives, like they agree to do these things is in their soul contract. And they're all the way back here, like still pushing away from it because they're afraid to be seen. I mean, and sometimes there's good reason to not to want to be seen because you do get attacked sometimes. I mean, that's just the cold, hard facts of America today or the world today because of the, the internet. With that being said, you need to decide whether your life is going to be what you set yourself up for, what you know it can be, where you feel your spirit going, or are you going to allow yourself to atrophy and not move and not do positive things for yourself? We all have days where we feel weak or we feel down or we are in a lot of pain. That can't be the excuse to stop you from moving forward. It can, you can rest for 24 hours, 48 hours, anything past that, then you start looking at, is it, do I need to still rest? Do I need to be here? Or am I simply sabotaging myself and not moving forward in a way that will bring me success? And once you achieve those goals, it doesn't mean that that's, you know, some people are afraid that once they achieve their goals, that's it. That's the end of life. You know, they, they just, I know people who are afraid to retire because of that, because they're like, well, then I'm not useful anymore because I've retired. But that's not the truth. You can always have different goals. I mean, once you're retired, you can learn a new language. Maybe you're going to travel. Maybe you're going to write a book. It just means that you're moving into a different section of your life and that's okay. Now going back to going back to being comfortable with mediocrity. As I said, we're not built to be happy all the time. It actually takes energy to do that and you, you revving yourself up and, and maintaining a certain level of frequency. It takes energy to do that. And the thing is like, do you, where do you want your center to be? What do you want your undercurrent to be? Do you want it to be sadness? Do you want it to be the depths of despair? Do you want it to be anger? Do you want it to be frustration? Or would you rather it be joy? When your undercurrent is joy, that means that in any situation, you're going to look at the situation and try to figure out how does it serve your greatest good? How does that serve you? How does that serve the people around you? And in order to achieve a level where you're comfortable being happy and being more positive, you do it in increments. You allow yourself to sit in those emotions. You allow your body to get used to what that feels like. And by doing so and doing it on a regular basis, you pull yourself up and out. That is not medical advice. 
sometimes you need some help. And I'm not saying that no one needs help. What I'm saying is that something that we all share is the comfort of comfort. And we become comfortable with whatever it is that we've known for a long time. Human animals as a whole, we're not really into a whole lot of change because change brings anxiety and fear if we don't know exactly what's, what's going on or, or how this is gonna help us. So in order to raise our vibration and get up there where we, we feel better and we look at things as positive instead of always negative and not positive in the Pollyanna kind of a way, just looking at things with a higher altitude so that we can see maybe what the outcome is supposed to be. Or how can we utilize this to help us move forward? Doesn't mean that everything feels good. So I want to make that abundantly clear. Just because you get rid of the self-sabotage doesn't mean that you never have any hardship or any setbacks. It just means that you've gotten out of your own way so that you can achieve things that you want to achieve. So what I would like to do now is to slow down a little bit and just do a quick little maybe visualization so we can see where we're at with this and maybe move past it a little bit. Is that okay with you guys? I know some of you are not gonna be able to really pay attention, but I am recording this so you will get a um, a copy of it. So I'm going to pull this out and I'm going to record it on here also with just just the meditation so that we have just that pulled out and separate as an audio. Okay, everybody ready? What we're going to do is we're going to breathe in as deeply as we can, we're gonna hold it for a second and then we're gonna breathe out slowly. We're gonna do that two or three times and then breathe regular. Try to keep deep breaths as opposed to, <laughs> you know, hyperventilating. <laughs> and the reason why we breathe that way is so that our body is triggered to calm itself down, to be calm and, and our muscles will relax but not necessarily like go to sleep. Okay. Okay, everybody ready? Okay, take a deep breath. And release slowly. And again, and release. And one more time. And relax.
we feel the sunlight hot on the top of our heads. We feel the sunlight kiss our skin. The wind caress us. We feel earth beneath us as we walk barefoot through a forest. It's cool and warm as we step forward. We see light in front of us. It is a clearing. We step out into the sunlight, bright and warm, as it hugs us hello and fills us with its beautiful, amazing golden white energy. Soft wind caresses our arms, plays with our hair. We feel the earth beneath our feet bounce and the cool grass. And as we walk, we see at the edge of this field, a huge tree. It's enormous. And as we walk closer and closer, it looks bigger and bigger. And we see that its trunk, its huge trunk, is multicolored. We see yellow and red and brown and green cream. And as we move forward, we begin to walk around the trunk, stepping over its huge roots that reach out in every direction. And we see an opening. And we walk into that opening. As the sun leaves us, we feel the coolness in front of us over us and surrounding us. And it takes our eyes a moment to adjust to the darkness. We're on a landing. There's a stairwell going up as far as the eye can see and one going down. And at the bottom of the stairwell, we see flickering light, like firelight or candlelight. And we step down, going deeper into the tree, towards its roots, towards our roots. One, two, three, 
we step further down four five six it's at once cooler and warmer seven eight nine and we step down off the last step ten onto solid ground we see before us a huge hearth with a fire going its light illuminates the room throwing both light and warmth like the sun we hear the crackle of the flames as they lick up into the chimney and before the hearth is a table sitting at this table is you you stand there and you look and you see yourself there are actually two of you there one looks ill and tired the other looks vibrant like an angel full of life and energy they are at either side of the table you walk to the table and you sit between them you turn to your left till the image of you that looks ragged tired and frustrated so sad so beaten up and you say hello and they say hello back and you turn to your right and you see the image of you sparkling and shining like the sun your light competing with that of the fireplace illuminating the room happy brilliance wholeness love and light embodied and you say hello and that image of you says aloha And you say to the two of them, can you explain this to me? What's happening here? And your golden self says, I am you fully realized. And to your left, your other self says, I am you. I am the thoughts in your head and your stumbling stones, your excuses, your nuisances, and your fears embodied. And then they both speak at the same time and say, and together, you are us. I see. What do I need to do 
to not be frustrated? What do I need to do to overcome the voices in my head? What do I need to do to become everything I am meant to be? And you turn to your left and you look at yourself and you start talking. I was created when I was not good enough for my parent. I was created when I had that first bad relationship. I was created when And you speak to yourself and you hear and acknowledge the trauma and you validate the emotion. You allow yourself the space to cry and to rage. And your golden self reaches out their arms and take the hands of this defeated self. And as your defeated self takes the hands of your golden self, the golden self allows some of their energy to be taken, to be shared, multiplied, And as you put your hands on their hands, you feel the energy also move through you. You feel the energy find those pieces that are wounded. You feel the energy fill up those holes and those dark spots lovingly and completely. And slowly, as this process occurs, your beleaguered self begins to fade and your golden self becomes one with you. This is who you are meant to be. This is where we are meant to go. And as you integrate
and balance and heal. You feel yourself start to glow with golden white light. You feel it like a warm oil coursing through you, caressing you, removing all negativity, healing wounds, And as you breathe in deeply, the smell of cedar and sandalwood, you feel yourself at peace and whole. You have the information and the acknowledgement from your battered self. You have the love and inspiration of your golden self. You are shadow and light. Hold on to that feeling, that sense of completeness. You are aware of a door at the end of the room and it opens and you see a loved one or a guide or a guardian and they walk over to you they stand behind you they put their arms on your shoulders and whisper in your ear They kiss your cheek and give you a hug. With one last squeeze, they stand up, they squeeze your shoulders as they walk away, you can still feel their hands resting upon you warmly and confidently. And you hear the door open and close. And you open your eyes. And you feel good. You see that your skin shines a bit. 
the golden you is activated. You see the fire is dying down in the hearth and you walk towards the steps to go back to the pasture. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. You can feel the darkness of the empty room following you up the steps like a cool companion, supportive and loving. Five, four, three, two, one. And the splash of sunshine on your face feels good. As you step out of the tree, you blink because the brightness of the sun takes your eyes a moment to adjust and you lift your arms up to the sun and you say thank you spirit for all that you've given me all that you've shown me and for all the support that is continually there for the loving guidance Thank you. Then you walk back towards the forest, back towards the shelter and the shade of the trees, back into your body. You feel your hands and your feet and you take a deep breath and let it out slowly. Relax. When you're ready, open your eyes, move around, and make sure you drink a lot of water. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, with that, I'm going to stop the recording so that we can have a discussion. I hope you enjoyed that. If you'd like to learn more about Coffee and Conversation, you can join us on meetup.com and just look under Coffee and Conversation. Or you can look under my name, Geraldine St. Joseph. I have other groups as well. And you can also check out my website at GeraldineStJoseph.com. Thanks again for a wonderful evening. Have a great night.